If you never stop running, then you'll never know your potential in God. Trust in Him. Put your love in Him. Put your love in God because He's a loving God. Why not? I mean, you're here for a reason, right? <laughs> loving God Podcast. Yo, so if you listen to the pilot, you already know what's up, and I'm still getting comfortable sitting here, you know, talking to my my laptop, <laughs> uh, but I do this all the time anyway, so it's, it's really no different. If you ever go through my um, voice memos on my phone, or even my videos in my phone you'll see that i talk to myself a lot and sometimes i actually record myself talking to myself so you know it 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 is what it is (laughs) it is what it is so uh yeah if you listen to the pilot you already know what's up if you just happen to hop on to episode one i completely understand because i don't really think i listen to anybody's pilot i honestly think i just click on the first episode but um we're here we're back at it again um and i'm your host candace candace vester uh you can call me candace um yeah that's what i go by (laughs) that's what i go by used to have many nicknames but i i honestly love my name love it sorry I, i get distracted a little bit trying to pull up okay so honestly we're gonna be real relaxed but you know like I said I'll probably step on some toes probably make you uncomfortable because I'm gonna be making myself uncomfortable definitely um yeah so I've actually recorded episode one before so the name of this episode if you you know you saw is love breakthrough hope okay I've actually recorded this before I sat on it too long it was on my old laptop, tried to transfer it over, corrupted, <laughs> couldn't be opened. Um, I'm not going to even mess with it anymore because obviously there's a newness that God wants to birth. And maybe in that season when I recorded that, you know, maybe he said, we're going to do it again. And this time you better not sit on what I, I told you not to sit on in the first place. See, that's what happens when you don't follow the instruction of God and you want to go on your own timeline. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So we're going to see. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit take control of this one. But before we get into this word, I just want to send up a prayer. So God, I thank you for whoever is listening. I thank you just for this time. I thank you. For, for this platform. I thank you just for being you. And we're only here to hear what you have to say. Um, they're listening to hear from you anyway and not just me, not me. So we just move out any distractions. We move out any hindrances. And we just allow your spirit and your fragrance to fill whatever atmosphere that we may be in right now. And I thank you for being you and I thank you I thank you for life for breath for hope for your grace in Jesus name I pray amen all right all right let's 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 get into it so honestly this this whole thing it's it's a setup you know God God set this all up he set it all up um I'm sitting here just 4 a.m. Maybe y'all hear the birds chirping. Not sure. But they're chirping. And I just knew that. I mean, I'm awake for a reason. Already going through some ideas. I guess he likes to talk to me when the birds are up and the birds are chirping. I I, I don't I don't understand. But we're here. So um, how did I get love breakthrough hope? Where did this first episode come from? How how did you get here, Candace? How did you get here? 
So it honestly, it started off, um, God gave me this podcast a year ago. Let's see. Let's flip through the little journal here. Yep. February 28th. It was actually the first entry in this this notebook that I have, right? And he gave me love in G. And it became love God, which I didn't even say this in the pilot, but the love stands for loving our very existence in I N God. G G O G O D. Loving our very existence in God. That that's what we're about here. So anyway, you know, that was February twenty eighth. That was about like twenty I think it was twenty twenty. So we get to February eighth, twenty twenty one at nine fifty PM. And um, I had this burden. I just have a burden for this generation, period. Um, just a burden for for the lives of this generation. And just everything that I see that is happening in society that uh, society has deemed okay. That is not okay in the eyes of God. So anyway, I had this burden and I was like, okay, when I get certain burdens, I literally just get in a posture of prayer that that's the only thing you can do when you when you feel like this heaviness that is just seems unbearable it's literally I feel like it's literally God just putting his hands on our shoulder and just pressing us down he's like hey man I like feel like you you think you're you're up floating and I just need to push you back down into a posture that you're supposed to be in so most of the time when I get those I literally lay on my face as as though I am laying in front of God's altar, completely horizontal, arms out, laid out, okay? And so I, I close my eyes to pray on my face, and I saw myself as a little girl. I had pigtails, and I was running, but I was running through the words, love, breakthrough, hope. And I ran straight into God's arms. Like, even as I, I say it, I can see it. Like, I saw myself run through love, break through hope, right into God's arms. And I was like, oh, snap. And so, you know, anytime that I, I lay before God, I always have a pen. And I always have my notebook. Because when God speaks... I want to be sure that I'm writing it down, that I'm recording it in some shape or form. I don't know, this is so random, but like, even when Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I don't think they just sat down and wrote their chapter in one day, wrote their book in one day. These are accounts accounts meaning they had to be recording this in some way shape or form you don't write a book in one day you write a book throughout the years or throughout the months or however long it takes you but you go chapter by chapter verse by verse and then it creates this flow. So this was just the beginning. He had, he gave me season one, episode one of loving. And it was called, it is called, Love Breakthrough Hope. And so, you know, me, <laughs> I love the definition of a thing. It's very important that we always are sure of the definition of a thing. We can define God as many things, as a plethora of things. I love that word. Ever since I heard my brother say plethora, I had to have been about, I don't know how old I was, but the, the first time I heard that word, definitely out of my brother's mouth. And I just love the word a plethora. It just makes, like, forget many, forget a plethora, okay? A plethora. <laughs> but it's important to know the definition of a thing because you have to know how to define things, you know? 
Uh, I'm trying to make this make sense. It's easier to combat something when you know the definition of it, when you're aware of its meaning. When you are going into an interview for a job, you look up this company or wherever you're going. You should know some of the history of the thing. You should know, well, maybe why is this called this? Why is this company called this? What is it founded on? That's how you're supposed to go about things. Knowing the account for it, knowing the history. So this is why it's important to know definitions. So anyway, me being me, have to have to go look up, you know, the definition. So we know love. And the two definitions that we're going to use throughout this podcast are one, an, inten- an intense feeling of deep affection. And two, a great interest and pleasure in something. For breakthrough, we're going to use a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. And for hope, we're going to use a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And we're going to use a feeling of trust. And as a verb, it means want something to happen or be the case. So... God's love brought me to breakthrough, which led me to hope. So when I was running through love, breakthrough, hope, it's because God's love brought me to breakthrough. And that breakthrough is what led me to hope. So this is a cycle. So it's love, breakthrough, hope, love, breakthrough, hope, love, breakthrough, hope, love, breakthrough, hope. And this is the cycle that you have to have instead of the the negative cycles that we already hold on to and the, the cycles that we already have. It's like if you want to change something, especially when it's a spiritual matter, you have to remember one, God's love. Because his love is going to bring you to breakthrough. For you to be able to break through these things. And then that gives you hope, right? That gives you hope. Keep going. A feeling of trust. So you're like, okay, the next time. Okay, I just, I just got to remember God's love. So I can go through this breakthrough and I can regain this hope again. Okay. So it's, so it's like God reminded me that I'll always be his little girl. Right. And that I'm not chasing a mystery, but embracing a mission. (laughs) That I'm not chasing a mystery. A lot of us think that Our purpose is a mystery. God's plan is a mystery. And it's not. We're not chasing a mystery. But instead, if you embrace a mission. Hold on, there's a garbage truck, guys. This is real life. Real life teams. (laughs) But we are not chasing a mystery, but we're embracing a mission. Okay? And so, you know, through through that vision that he showed me of myself being a little girl, um, I think he just had to show me that I've not failed. But if you don't try, you failed by default. So, I mean, I sat on this. I even sat on this. It's It's May now. He gave this back to me February. It's May now. I still sat on it a little bit. (laughs) But if you don't try, you failed by default, okay? So, so somehow, you know, I made it back to God. And the breakthrough was embracing hope, right? 
Right. So why why is the breakthrough? Why was the breakthrough embracing hope and and why not faith? Well, faith is just a belief and hope is the expectation. So it could have been love breakthrough faith or it it could have included faith, you know. But it's not. It's embracing hope. The breakthrough was embracing hope. So faith is just belief hope is the expectation so many many people preach on having faith and saying faith is connected to the blessing but in actuality hope is because what they say you can have faith the size of a mustard seed everybody know a mustard seed about about tiny about teeny about teeny tiny okay and and we we preach so much on faith when it's like he already said if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed he's not asking for gigantic faith he's not asking for gigantic faith you already believe in god that's faith but are you expecting of god are you hopeful he will be there? Are you hopeful in his word? Meaning, do you have that expectation? So what were, what were the definitions we were using for hope? I'm flipping through my notebook, by the way. So a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. A feeling of trust, wanting something to happen. So hope is having that expectation. That, that expecting these things from God. Not in a way as, uh, I mean, it's just as a child expects things of their father or a child expecting expect things of their mother. That's exactly how we are with God. And that's why he brought me back to being a little girl. Because I expected more of God when I was younger. And it's like, now... I, I expect the bare minimum when he's not a bare minimum God. You already believe in him. You have that faith. But are you expecting of him? Do you expect him to handle these things? Or do you just, are you like, I got distracted by this on my phone. Um... Run it back, run it back, run it back. Yeah. Are you expecting of God? Like, we have all these things on our plate that, that we feel like we have to, to get done. But do you expect God to order your itinerary? Do you expect him to set out your itinerary step by step? Do you expect him to to rule over your calendar? to rule over your plans, to dictate these things. Oh, but we expect God to come through in the midst of chaos and, and, and anything else that we probably brought on ourselves because of our own decisions, because he gave us free will. But we don't expect him to, to order even the things that are going good in our life, quote unquote. The, the things that we think look good to our life and that are going right, we don't think that God needs that control over that area. We think that we got that, that under control and, and that we've got our itinerary together and well, we're good with, with this, but God, I just need you to do that over there. So we expect him in certain areas of our life, but we don't expect him in the totality of our life in the completeness of our life and in every area even the areas that we deem oh oh like when 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 our <laughs> when our like grandparents or great-grandparents have those rooms where you just don't touch anything like this is the room that you that you go in that you don't touch jack diddly squat in there this is the room that it, this is the showroom okay that when we have other certain guests over they can come in that room but other than that this room is untouchable that's how we are with God. 
So we expect him to be in the areas that are, that are um, you know, open to everybody. Yeah, God, you can definitely be in these areas that are open to everybody, but this room you can't touch. So we expect him to, to be everywhere else, but in the places that he actually needs to be, that we don't want him there. So what are you expecting of God? Hmm. Are you expecting the bare minimum of him? Or are you expecting the impossible of him? Because there's no, there's no impossible in his sight. Everything's possible in his sight. Everything's possible with his power, with his authority. Mm. So the three main points are remember love. So that means remember whose you are. Rejoice in breakthrough. I mean, receive breakthrough. So remember love, remember whose you are. Receive breakthrough. And then three, rejoice in hope or rejoice in expectation. So he kind of brought me to that childlike perspective. And, and that brought me back to the womb, right? Um, so Psalms 51, 6 says, this is the NIV. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. And in the King James Version, it says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me know wisdom. So I use, most of the time I read King James Version. But I go between the King James and the NIV. Because sometimes these new translations that we have are just too, like, I don't know. God is raw enough in King James. He's raw, he's, he's raw enough. So I just switched between those. Anyway, not off topic. Anyway, so in the King James Version of Psalms 51, 6, it says, Behold, thou desirest, which is actually in the definition of hope. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So it is when we are alone with God, when his desires are revealed. So just like in the womb. So for nine months, it was just you and God. And it wasn't until we breathed or breathed, would you say breathed our first breath? Yeah. That Satan was aware of our potential because the womb is the hidden place. It's like God already knew who we were going to be, what we were going to be, if we were going to be male or female before any doctor knew this. When the sperm hit the egg, boom, he already knew. Even before that, he already knew. But he definitely already knew, oh, that's going to be a little girl or that's going to be a boy. It is when we are alone with God, when his desires are revealed, just like in the womb. We desired that faithfulness even in the womb. And that and there he taught us wisdom in that secret place. You have to get back to that alone time with God. Remember that love. You have to remember whose you are. If I Man, if I could just go back, if he could let us remember the encounters that we had with him in the womb, our minds would be blown, completely blown. It's literally a secret place. Nobody can see you in the womb except for an ultrasound and that is black and white do you understand what i'm saying that is black and white and that's an ultrasound not necessarily an image now i have not done any research so i don't know if they can actually take an image in the womb but i don't think so not that i know of not from my understanding 
So God is literally the only one that can see the imperfect body that you are in the womb, in the secret place. And he's calling this generation back to that place, that place of desperation, that place of need, desire, that want for him, that thirst for him, that hunger for him. I encountered this lovely woman named Pamela. She lives on the streets here of Chattanooga. And I was able to encounter her. And you know, the only thing that within these hours of me being able to speak with Pamela, the only thing that was consistent in her language was she just wanted God and her family. God and her family back. That's all she needed. God and her family, that's all she needed. She wanted her husband back and she wanted her kids back. And I'm pretty sure it took her being in that place for God to have removed her in the way that he did. For her to realize all she needs is God and her family. And it's like, do you think that God necessarily wants to punish us? No. No. He's like any parent. It hurts his heart to have to do certain things to us for us to realize, for us to get back to the point to where we are desperate for him. To where like, Okay, I got to remember whose I am. I, I, I got to remember that. Some, for some people, he might have to take everything from you just for you to realize. Man, I just need God. But if this generation can get back to, man, I just need God. None of this matters. The money doesn't matter. The, the standards of society doesn't matter. The forces of evil that are in this society doesn't matter. That job doesn't matter if God's not there. The title doesn't matter if God didn't give it to me, if God's not there. Getting, getting a new car doesn't matter. If God's not in the car with me, if he's not there. Oh, I've got this idea. Well, it doesn't matter unless God is at the center of it. Hey, we got to stop playing with him. He's a jealous God. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So even Psalms 2210 in the NIV, it says, From birth I was cast on you from my mother's room. You have my God. Um, kind of confused why I wrote that down. It might come back to me in a second. <laughs> this is real life, guys. Uh, Psalms 139.13 in IV says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. We all, we all know and love that one. We all know and love that one. And Psalms 22, 9 in the NIV says, Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. All right. So all those go with just remembering his love. So from birth, I was cast on you. From my mother's womb, you have my God. I got to look at that in the, the K. KJV, give me a second so I can understand. So I can understand. 
KJV, it says, I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. See that? That's why I like K. That's that right now. That makes sense. So I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. He been that. He been that. He created our innermost being. He knit us together in our mother's womb. He brought us out of the womb and still made us trust in you, even at my mother's breast. <laughs> so, so not only was he like, okay, we desired your faithfulness in the womb um, because you're all we knew. Of course, we heard our mother's voice and we heard our father's voices and we heard these different things inside the womb, but the 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 loudest voice we heard, the voice that we knew, God. You don't think he deposited these things into us in the womb? You live out the plans that he told you in the womb. You just can't remember. And we just walk through it. We walk through it as we get older. Oh my gosh. We walk through it as we get older. He already deposited these things in the womb, right? So as you get older, you get to certain ages and you start getting these ideas. And he starts depositing these ideas. But they really are just memories of what he already told you. What he already spoke to you. That's why, that's why it's not a mystery. It's a mission. It's not a mystery. He already told you. All right. So we're moving from remember, remember his love, right? Now we're moving into point to receive his breakthrough. So in first Chronicles 14, 10 through 11, well, verse 11, it says, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. And that place was called Bel Prazim. That place was called Bell Prison. I love that. I love that. I had to go and um, look up the pronunciation because it's B A A L P E R A Z I M. And I had to go look up that because I needed to get it right. And what it sounds like to me is they'll praise him. That's how I remember. <laughs> That's how I remember that. So basically in here, we're, this is um, David talking, if I'm, I'm not sure, if I'm, if I'm right. Hold on. Is it David talking? Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is David talking. Anyway, this is David. Um, when he's at battle, was he at battle? So if you go back to First Chronicles fourteen eight, and when the the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it. And went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rehef. Raham. Not sure if I said that right. And David inquired of God saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thy hand. Then we get to verse 11. So they came up to Belprazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Bel Prazim. <laughs> Bel Prazim, they'll praise him. They'll praise God. And when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment. 
and they were burned with fire. <sighs> so God did it through David. So God is going to do it through you. God did it, but through me. God is the power. We're the vessel. Bell Prism, the definition is Lord of Breakings Through. Lord of Breakings Through. Not, not necessarily breakthrough, breakings through. Breakings. Because it's going to take a lot of breakings to get through. It, it, it takes a lot of, with a lot of us, we have these walls up and they're concrete uh, brick walls. So it's not going to just take one blow to knock it down. It, it doesn't take just one blow to disrupt a foundation. Unless it's a mighty wind or a mighty storm. Or a mighty God, then it'll take one blow. But even Bell Prism means the owner of breakings through. So even if you look at that story just with David and the Philistines, he inquired of God, I think, like, like what, twice? So that first time he inquired, yeah, God delivered them into the hands. And then it goes into verse 14 and it says, therefore, First Chronicles 14, 14, 14. So therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. So even God right then and there changed and gave him a whole different um, strategy to defeat him once again. And it shall be, when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle. For God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of Philistines. Okay? So it took more than one time. So when you receive God's breakthrough, you don't just get a breakthrough one time in your life and then that's that on that. Nah, 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 nah. He's the Lord of breakings through because there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to break through to get to these next levels. Is this making any sense? It takes uh when you when you win a level in a game you have to break through that level to get to level two right then you break through that level to get to level three right then you break through that level and so forth and so forth and you keep breaking through till you finish the game with 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 us being christians or with us just being lovers of god the end is eternity with him so you break through these different things so that you could get to him that is the ultimate that that that's that's the ultimate goal right there so you have to remember his love and you have to receive his breakings through so let's, let's scratch that not receive his breakthrough receive his breakings through and not only is he is he the, the Lord of breakings through? But he'll give you the instruction for the breakthrough, you guys. And if you follow his instructions, you'll receive more than you expected. That, that, that entangles hope again. Expected. It's all about your expectation of him. And that just moves you straight into rejoice in hope, rejoice in expectation. So when you follow his instructions and you receive more than you expected, you rejoice in that hope. You rejoice in that expectation. Once again, that's going to bring you right back to his love. When you are expected of him, you say, hey, I'm expected of God. You put your love right back in God. 
allow him to be the Lord of breakings through, then you receive your breakthrough. And you rejoice right back in expectation. This doesn't end. It's levels of a game. Level one. All right. Yeah, I love God that it does something that I got to get through in this season so that I can get to the next season. Boom. He broke me through that because he gave me the instruction to smite my enemies. He gave me the strategy to go against my enemies. I, we were in church yesterday. And one of the things that uh, Redemption to the Nations in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with Pastor Devin and Kevin Wallace. So uh, it was, I think it was during praise and worship or kind of like, I think it was during praise and worship. We kind of got just, the Holy Spirit took over. And Pastor Devin, she got up there. And where you was Pastor Kevin? Guys, I get confused. Anyway. One of them <laughs> said that we have to, I think it was Pastor Devin, yeah. We have to get out of this mindset. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it was her. Mm-hmm. Powerful woman of God. We have to get out of this mindset that when, when it says the gates of hell shall not prevail, that is because the enemy, I think she was kind of saying like the enemy was coming to us what what they meant by the gates of hell will not prevail is that when we are going forth the gates of hell will not prevail meaning even if you get to this gate and there's hell all in front of you it will not prevail so the devil is not chasing us. Thank you. That's what she was saying. The devil is not chasing us. That's not what it means by the gates of hell will not prevail. But when we are going forth and we're doing what, what God has told us to do, when these things come against us, the gates of hell will not prevail. We'll move right forward, right through it. Oh, that was just a little speed bump. We'll run right over it like it was nothing. I'm trying to, if you ever hear me pause, it's because I'm trying to, I, I went off somewhere and I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> I'm not trying to get it back. But the gates of hell will not prevail. So, so when you remember God's love and you receive his breakings through, and then you rejoice in that hope, this is the cycle that you have to have in your life. In order to get through these things, in order to, to get through these levels and ultimately be with God in heaven at the pearly gates. Because I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I do not want to hear the words, depart from me, for I never knew you. Because, uh... I just, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. I just don't want to, mm, nah. So I'd rather spend my life with God outwardly being an outcast, being set apart, than, than to go along with society or go along with these societal norms that are just leading you to hell. Let me just tell y'all, denial is the killer of potential. And acceptance is the killer of denial. Once you accept God, oh yeah, you've killed this denial. But if you continue to deny God and deny these things that he's placed on the inside of you, you're just killing your own potential. You're drowning out your own potential because you'd rather fit into what makes sense to society and what makes sense to people around you when he's saying, I'm calling you out from among them. I've set you apart. 
for a reason. Folks are always like, they hated Jesus. No, for real. Nobody is afraid of no haters. I don't care about the pushback. I have to get out of my own head and do what God is instructing me to do. Because that is what matters. So remember his love. Receive his breakings through. Yo, and they're they're not always pleasant and they're not they're not always kind. Because it's a lot of stuff that he'll have to break through that that's going to be majorly uncomfortable. It's going to be so uncomfortable. But it's all to prepare you to walk to walk out your purpose, to to walk through these doors that only he'll open. God will always get the praise. Okay, he will always get the honor and adoration and he'll get it privately and he'll get it openly. And I've been so comfortable with doing it privately. And of course, like in my speech or even speaking to me, I pray you see the light of God. Most of the time people do. There have been there have been seasons in my life where my vocabulary did not line up with God's vocabulary. But that's because what? I was in denial and I was killing my own potential because I wanted to fit into a crowd. Fit into a crowd. Fit into a crowd. If you ever have to change yourself to fit in somewhere, you're not supposed to be there. There you go. If you ever have to to rearrange things in your personality, rearrange things in your vernacular, in your speech, whatever, to fit in somewhere particular, you don't belong there. I'm not talking about code switching. Because, I mean, hey, you do have to know what certain vocabulary to use in different situations most definitely but I'm talking about character trait wise like the things that make you you if you ever have to change that to fit in somewhere you don't belong there you don't if you have to compromise your belief you don't belong there so how about us people of God try to f- stop, stop trying to fit in. How about that? Because he didn't set us apart to fit in. He didn't set us apart to be apart. Come on now, what? He did not set us apart to be apart. Okay, he did not set us apart to be apart. We're not supposed to be a part of society like that. We're set apart for a reason. And being set apart is not just a season, okay? This this is your life. This is why I love, now I'm just talking y'all. <laughs> I love outcasts. I I love people that people think are weird or think are different. I'm like, wow, I just love your uniqueness. Because you don't care what anybody has to say. Even though we all have, have dealt with esteem issues and all of that, at the end of the day, I... I love people that still esteem issues and all, which isn't from God. I'm sure we'll get into that. 
still bask in their uniqueness. They still keep that uniqueness. It's refreshing. Because we're not all the same. God would have gave us all the same face. We would have all looked the same. In his eyes, we are the same, though. Because we're his children. But he would have just been like, hey, everybody can just look the same. And boom, you know. That'd be that on that, and and we wouldn't have no problems because everybody would would look the same. But he didn't do that. He gave you your face for a reason, your personality for a reason, your humor for a reason. All right, so let's just stop trying to fit in. I didn't went off on a tangent. All right, that's, that's not what we're here for. That's not what he placed us here for. At all. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, but I'm gonna stop talking your ear off because I just definitely went off. But remember, remember God's love, okay? Receive His breakings through. Receive that. Receive it, because I mean, either way, God's gonna do it with or without your permission. God is going to do it with or without your permission. But it is so much easier when you say, "God, I give you the permission." to tear these things down because that means you get out of your own way and that means that you get out of God's way you're like what give God permission yeah give God permission he gonna do it either way he's gonna do it either way because he's gonna do what he want to do but give him permission okay to tear down those walls to knock down whatever is hindering you Hey. <laughs> it's it's kind of like when you step into these new seasons, you know, like me. I I want to be prepared to be a wife. And and not by societal norms. I want to be a godly wife. So I'm allowing God to take certain traits that I don't need to have for my future husband. I am allowing him, even now in my singleness, to rearrange these things. To fix the communication issues, all of that. And the things the thing about breaking breaking throughs or breakthroughs period what was our definition of breaking through I'll, I'll be done talking after a while but hey guess what hey what hey this is my podcast <laughs> so hey i'm just talk so our definition of breakthrough was a sudden dramatic and important discovery i love that part because it is sudden and it is dramatic. It is dramatic. Like once you get out of your own way and you literally lay these things down and you're like, okay, God, this is yours. When I tell you the turnaround, man, the old church will have you thinking, they'll be like, he's an on time God. Yes, he is. Because he is an on time God. May, may not come when you want to, but he'll be there right on time he isn't on time he may not come when you want him but he's gonna be there on time so when you move out of your way though when you move out of his way boom it he like hey you was holding me up for so long and a lot of the times that's really what it is it's not that god is not coming when we want him to it's that he's there and you won't move out the way for him to come in anyway a sudden dramatic and important discovery or development. So the thing about breaking through is it's a discovery or development that's going to lead to something else. 
oh, you went through this season in your life and then you discovered that you're much stronger than you thought you were. Well, that just sets you up for a season for God to, to, to be like, hey, in your weakness, let me just show you how strong I am. Let me Let me just show you. So it's all a setup. I said that in the beginning. It's all a setup. And God is very strategic with his setup, especially for your life. But if you don't move self out the way for him to change these things to get you to the next level, then you're just going to be stuck playing at, at beginner level, at, at novice level. When he's like, I want to make you the best at this at this thing called life. Your life. It ain't got nobody. It ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. Let's just kill comparison. I want to make you the best at your life. Because nobody can live your life but you. So let me make you the best at your life. Because your definition of best is not my definition of best. So the things that God has placed in me and on my life, my, my definition of best looks different from yours. Because our, our paths are different. They all intertwine, of course. And they all are going to come together when you are a lover of God. When you are... A believer but they're still unique you know so just just allow that discovery allow that development so you can be shook at your own potential cuz 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 half the time I'm shooking my own self. And and that took killing comparison. That took being like, I don't care what society looks like or what society wants me to look like. I only care how I look like to God. I only care that I am a representative of God. And that is from the clothes I wear to the vocabulary that I speak. All of that. I want to be a representation of God. In all aspects of my life. You know? Mm-hmm. And then rejoice in that hope, you guys. Be happy. Be happy. Be happy. I, be happy. Stop, stop allowing the devil to run y'all over like some steamrollers. Hey, you flat. Laid out. No shape in sight. <laughs> that visual was funny. Stop, stop, stop doing it. Be happy. Okay? Wherever you are at, be happy. I'm talking about whatever stage. I don't care what's going on. Be happy. Be happy. Anybody gets on. Anybody gets on. Mm -mm. Anyway, that is all I have for you. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking unless you want me to say something else. But get out of your own way, okay? Stop self-sabotaging. Stop stop staying at this 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 level just because it's comfortable to you and you don't want to be challenged. 
stop that stop this is this is literally your divine warning to stop because we don't have time to be sitting on God's kingdom advancement Mm. me not doing what I'm supposed to do as in not having this podcast out when it was supposed to be even though this is still God's divine timing because he already knew what I was going to do anyway (laughs) you have to stop sitting on God's kingdom advancement the things that he's placing on the inside of you these ideas these gifts these businesses all of this that he's put in you for his kingdom advancement you're sitting on it because you are conforming to society because you are choosing to not remember whose you are because you'd rather be out here and seen and 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 apart and you don't want to be set apart you need to stop straight up stop because you are hindering God's kingdom advancement you could be sitting on the next mega church but you're scared to write your first sermon you could have the next global missionary establishment company corporation whatever but you're scared to get your passport you 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 could be the next biggest Christian gospel artist or producer next Christian rapper out here but you're scared of society and an evil uh, what you call that thing in in an evil music industry Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And you're hindering God's kingdom advancement. Because you're you're choosing not to use the voice that he gave you. You could be the next Christian novelist. But you won't pick up a pen and paper. Because your voice doesn't matter. So stop. Stop sitting on God God's kingdom advancement because let me just get this. Let me let me let me let me let me let me let me. Let me just tell you this. The things that he's giving you are not for you. They're for other people. This is wrong with society now. It's all me 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 me. Yes, self-care is important. I'm not saying neglect yourself none of that. Okay? But we also have to get out of ourselves as well. Because it's not all it's not all about us. The things that he's giving us are not about us. They're about his kingdom advancement. They are about finding people that are lost. They're about being fishermen of men. They are about helping the people that are drowning, the people that are hopeless and helpless and frustrated, the suicidal, the depressed, the oppressed. All right. But you got to first remember whose you are so you can get yourself together real quick so you can go out there and be who God has called you to be. Then you got to allow him to, to break some stuff down. Because you could be the next talk show host, but your anger is is not together and you would probably snap on people that you were talking to 
But anyway, that was me getting on your case. <laughs> I love you all. I love you with the love of God. So go in peace. Go in love. Go in happiness. Okay? Go knowing that when you put your love in God, the baby, that's the biggest investment that you could ever make. That's that if that's the only investment in your life that you ever make is putting your love in God. Oh honey, you done already won. You've already won. All right. Ah, 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 ah. Till next time. <laughs> I love you guys. Bye.